welcome to Bukasur. My name is P.S. Nisim and this podcast is where I talk about books from a Desi perspective, even if the books aren't always Indian. Now, many of you are new subscribers who are probably hearing me for the first time. And I'd like to tell you that I usually pick up two books on this podcast and talk about them. One thing I like about Bukasur is that uh, I get to choose the books I like. Uh, I usually pick up one newer book and uh, an older one that's somehow connected. And I also get to pick up unusual stuff that usually doesn't get picked up in traditional book reviews, like cookbooks maybe, or comics, or a travelogue. Uh, I also do the standard traditional book reviews for the Deccan Herald and the New Indian Express. So if you follow my Twitter or Google for me, you can find those. But I enjoy talking here because it's a freer format and you know I get to do what I like. So on to today's topic and what I wanted to talk about today was uh, childhood. What do you remember about your childhood? Smaller uh, innocent pleasures and disappointments? A simpler world, you know, nostalgia for whatever means of entertainment you had access to, TV serials, maybe on Doodashan, uh, Gully Cricket, whichever game you played, stories from grandmother and uncles and aunts. Recalling and talking about childhood memories usually puts you in a good mood, right? And there are those who objectively had, uh, had a bad childhood, but some bits are, you know, illuminated by a golden light that's our innocence and those little bits shine out and still give us a memory to treasure and we remember those now childhood memoirs uh, childhood memories and novels are a different beast from children's books let me be very clear they are meant for the adults who are remembering their childhood they are not meant for kids but there is a thin boundary there are children's books that are still fun for adults to read the whole YA phenomenon kind of skirts that boundary but there haven't been too many of uh, proper childhood memoirs, or childhood memories in uh, Indian writing in English, IWE, which has been largely driven by a literary and Salman Rushdie kind of influence towards magical realism and serious literature. But I think that the giant in, in that domain, which I'm sure you're going to name before I do, is of course Swami and Friends by Arkanada and everybody remembers those, that story. Everyone's seen the Malgudi days. If you haven't, it's it's streaming and you can see it. it it's wonderful, right? And uh, the book was written way back in the 1930s or 40s. At least it's dated, I think, in the time of the freedom struggle. So it's a really different time. I think uh, we have moved past that generation and it's a kind of vintage piece now. There are others. Um, very quickly, I'm I'm trying to remember. So Ruskin Bond's multiple books, for example, many of them, all so the Rusty series and a couple of others are, are all about the childhood experience. Uh, Moti Nandi, who's uh, a Bengali writer and his books are in Bengali, has written a few, I think a few of them translated into English, uh, Striker and Stopper, once I remember, which were, you know, focused on football. Uh, many of his books are actually children in sports, which is a very specific genre. Uh, Mulkaraj Anand wrote a, a memoir called Seven Summers. I also, uh, other writers which haven't been as successful but which I happen to read is so Run Romi Run by uh, Tushar Raheja, uh, Bandicoots in the Moonlight by Avijit Ghosh, which also has a bit of a political slant to it. But there, there are several, but nothing has really captured our imagination. And I think today, what we are really missing as as Indian readers is 
the urban experience or the modern experience by by modern i mean uh, 90s kids and you know 2000s kids when when kids of that age what did they grow up with in the cities the schools the housing societies the the friends the parents office you know the grandparents experience the food they eat what they watched on tv that that isn't really chronicled today and so uh, there is there has been a need for something of this kind and uh, today i'm talking about one of those books that is out in the market and i think covers this need and to boot it's a nice book to read as well uh the second book is a classic in the genre again it is not an indian book but so very quickly the first book we are talking about today is called uh, what's wrong with you kartik it's by uh, siddharth vedyanathan and it was published uh, this year in 2020 and the second the older book is uh, dandelion wine by the great uh, the master ray bradbury and uh, that's an older book published way back in 1957 but i think looking at these two books side by side gives us a very interesting picture together so let's let's get right into it so the first book is uh, what's wrong with you kartik uh, let me i think read out just the opening of the book and give you a flavor of what it sounds like it was a little after 6 o'clock on a typical bangalore summer morning the air was crisp the sky spotless and the sun cheerful the sort of weather that my cousin in madras dreamed of year around i had recently told him that according to new according to newspaper reports and our neighbor uncle mr chako surely the only man in the country who took a greater delight in discussing the weather forecast than an indian cricket win there was clear evidence that bangalore's summers were getting warmer and warmer get lost kartik he fumed over the phone as if i had insulted his mother must have been bathed in sweat so i let him be i was at cook's cricket ground in the heart of the city and part of a loose semicircle of 20 boys waiting for catch practice to begin we could have been fast asleep on this relaxed friday morning in may making the most of our summer holidays if our parents hadn't woken us up and packed us off to Iqbal Sir's sure-shot success cricket camp at an ungodly hour. All right, that's beautiful, right? How many of us have woken up or been woken up by parents to go to this or the other class in our childhoods? In the city, all those names, Iqbal Sir's sure-shot success class and so on, and being cricket crazy. Uh, I wasn't cricket crazy myself, but I've had enough of my friends who have been to know exactly what that feels like. Uh... So the story uh, talks of uh, is told in the words of a twelve-year-old Karthik, who, uh, as you see, is crazy about cricket. And when the book starts, he's got an admission into uh, a, an elite uh, boys' school, and uh, the book chronicles his his uh, year there. And um, the typical atmosphere of a boys' school is captured beautifully. So our writer Siddharth Vedyanathan has done a beautiful job of what being in a boys' school feels like and how it's different from a co-ed school, as they call it. The types of the teachers are perfectly drawn. Uh, Karthik's grandfather is a beautiful character. His family, uh, the, the typical urban Bangalore middle-class family, which is not exactly middle-class but upper middle-class, but Nobody calls themselves that. 
multiple references to the Bangalore climate. Uh, right there in the first page, we have the you know the Bangalore climate, which is uh, you know how do you know Bangalore's climate is good? Because every Bangalorean will tell you within five minutes of meeting them. And uh, this is this is a typical Tamil family in Bangalore, and they have cousins who come in from Madras, uh, Chennai now. And and are you know chilled when they come here and have to wear sweaters and socks and so on and so forth. So this is, you have seen this. If if you are a native Bangalorean, you will find a lot of things to love about this book and about the way the city was 20 years ago and still is in pockets. I myself have been here about uh, 12, 13 years now, and I can feel it. I I know what they're talking about. My kids might grow up in something of this kind. I don't know. Uh, but the language that uh, Siddharth uses is is excellent, and I, I believe that uh, this this is an excellent book. Uh, let, let's read out a little bit more. It's a description of a classroom scene uh, somewhere around page 50 after Karthik's in the class, and the teacher who's uh, called Fax is uh, teaching a maths class, and someone flies a paper plane. Uh, this is how it goes. Uh, the boy in front of me, Leo Pinto, tore a page from his notebook and went about folding it into a glider. The moment Fax returned to the blackboard, Leo blew through the tail's vent and launched the paper plane at a diagonal. About 20 boys watched it soar over the middle aisle before it swerved right and dipped towards S. Anoop's head. Snoop didn't notice at first. His curly mop was so bushy, the glider stood at an incline for a few seconds. And it was only when he heard the snickering that he snatched the glider and slipped it under his desk. Leo and his pals jiggled with delight, but just as Fax turned around, they put on their dead serious looks. How they switched from jokey to thoughtful in a fraction of a second, I don't know. Fax realized he was a split second too late. As much as he would have wanted to seek out the gigglers and reduce them to tears, he knew the moment had passed. Thwarted, he turned around to complete the table, his writing as curvy as ribbon pakodas. That's it, right? The ribbon pakodas example just kind of seals it. So, uh, Karthik makes his friends in the school. He's bullied quite badly to start with. Uh, but then he makes his friends. They are, they are the types. I, in many parallels, in fact, with... Uh, uh, Swami and friends. So there's there's the older guy Rajam in uh, there's a rich boy Rajam. There's the older guy Mani and so on and so forth. If you've seen the serial or read the books, there's some parallels to those. But that's because you know Arkanarayan knew what he was doing. Uh, Siddharth Vedyanathan, the writer, is uh, he's a sports journalist actually and a freelance editor. And uh, this is his first book, and I am very confident that he's a Bangalore product. And the, what he talks about in the book is lived experience and he has lived through it down to the cricket matches, down to the little punishments, the vocabulary that the kids use and the atmosphere of that school. It, it is absolutely brilliant. This, this is a very nice book. Uh, you should read it. The one thing that I sort of have a complaint about is the story arc and uh, the way it focuses on the day-to-day -day experiences, uh, which which kind of you know subsume the overall arc. So there is an arc, uh, as as most school stories do. The, the arc is internal. Uh, 
uh, personal growth so we do see some of that but not as much as i would like i think uh, the traumatic experiences that are captured in are also true to life and serve to help karthik grow um, however it it feels like uh, more, you know the nostalgia tipped over the structure of the novel to some extent so that's that's a minor nitpick though uh the the experience that's captured here is one that isn't captured in uh most of these other books and it it serves to so i have spoken in previous episodes about how books create the romance of a place uh, you know how how murder mysteries in london or in england serve to create that atmosphere how wodehouse created his atmosphere uh, how it subsumed dickens for example and how indian the the indian atmosphere as explained in literary novels is this very exotic kind of orientalist kind of thing but books like this one kind of serve to tip that balance back in the favor of a normal life you know uh, what, what do people in india live like what do they look like what do they behave like so this is the kind of book that tells you uh, a reader who is not familiar or who kind of wants to validate his experience of growing up in india in bangalore yes this is my life uh, this is what it was like and when i read this i relive my life and i can share this with others in, in a coded form you know i wanted to write a book like this who doesn't probably every writer wants to do that when he's a teenager or when he's older uh, about his own childhood experiences i doubt i could do as good a job as uh, siddharth has and for that i highly recommend uh, you read this book let's take a quick break and uh, i'll come back on the second book of the day hello and welcome back to bookaso Hey, did you realize that this is the twentieth episode? Uh, we have come a long way. I started early in the beginning of 2020, and now we are nearly at the end. And I have now, along with this episode, I will have spoken of 40 books at least, which is quite a lot. I learned a lot. Uh, it's been interesting, and I hope that uh, folks who have been with me and folks who have joined along the way have been enjoying the journey. I've been thinking about what comes next, and I think the way I want to do this is uh, to keep going uh, in the same format until the 25th episode, which will take me to the beginning of 2021. Um, let's call that season one, and pause for a while while I go back and relook at how I want to do this. Do we want to have guests on the show? Do I want to? talk more frequently with smaller episodes uh, less frequently with longer episodes uh, uh, a more of a variety in the show itself uh, hit me up with your feedback and ideas on how you'd like to do that uh, also of course uh, any kind of feedback is always happy is always good to hear but i hope to use the time in the middle to spend some time writing so as i mentioned in my last episode i'm uh, just editing out uh, my novella which is called selfie I was hoping to do it in time for Halloween, but I guess I'm too late for that. But horror always has a place. So look out for it when it does come out. Uh, let's talk about our second book of the day, which is uh, Dandelion Wine uh, by Ray Bradbury, which was written in 1957, but uh, set in something like 1928, according to his introduction. And uh, Bradbury, as you know, is is best known at least in India. He is best known for Fahrenheit 451, which is sort of his most serious uh, work, which is a dystopian 
Uh, I personally like his Martian Chronicles and his other short stories quite a lot as well. And I'd highly recommend picking up his work and reading more of them than just this, the Fahrenheit 451. Um, he's known for his gentle sci-fi, uh, with sometimes a sharp edge, post-apocalyptic but still gentle and you know focusing on the flowers. And he's got a beautiful writing style. I uh, this is the guy I adore. If if it if I could have done it, I would have taken this episode and turned it into a 25-minute reading session, just reading out bits of Bradbury, and that would still have been worth it, and you'd still have enjoyed it. His he kind of I think uh, personifies the golden age of America in in my opinion, starting from the 1920s and. His stories span that period till the 1960s, 70s, and thereabouts. Some of the stories are set earlier or in other places, but that view of the world of you know America being a nice, quiet place, beautiful, everyone's happy, and uh, all of that, that 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 kind of still shines through in his work. And I think he's done a lot to kind of uh, solidify that atmosphere of America, as I was talking about earlier, in through his works. Stephen King is another guy, of course. Although his works are sometimes rather unpleasant in terms of you know the characters and story, but the people that they portray are are again very much living and alive and give you the feel of what you know being in America feels like, in my opinion. So both of these are you know literatures of place and time. Uh, all of these little things. So what uh, Dandelion Wine is, in fact. Uh, is to take out all of the sci-fi elements that Bradbury is known for, take out the bleakness, uh, make it just focus on the beautiful writing style, and create a kind of childhood memoir of uh, what he remembers from his childhood, which, as I said, is set in 1928. Uh, this book also stars a 12-year-old kid. Uh, here, it's a boy named Douglas Spaulding. And he lives in a small town, a fictional town called Greentown. And in fact, let's read out the first page to, to give you a sense of his style. Uh, there's no, uh, you know, there isn't horror or sci-fi here beyond kind of touches of fantasy and uh, bits of flight of flights of fancy. It's kind of grounded uh, compared to his other work, but it's still just so so beautiful. Listen to this. This is the beginning of the book. It was a quiet morning, the town covered over with darkness and at ease in bed. Summer gathered in the weather, the wind had the proper touch, the breathing of the world was long and warm and slow. You had only to rise, lean from your window and know that this indeed was the first real time of freedom and living. This was the first morning of summer. Douglas Spaulding, 12, freshly wakened. Let summer idle him on its early morning stream. Lying in his third-story cupola bedroom, he felt the tall power it gave him, riding high in the June wind, the grandest tower in town. At night, when the trees washed together, he flashed his gaze like a beacon from this lighthouse in all directions over swarming seas of elm and oak and maple. Now, boy, whispered Douglas, a whole summer ahead to cross off the calendar day by day. Okay, I'll stop now, in fact, because I could just go on and this would never end and I'd wind up reading the entire book. It's Every sentence is a jewel. It's just it's just Bradbury at the top of his form, uh, unbothered by making a point. If at all the point is, it's uh, 
you know the 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 fleeting time of childhood that's this one magic summer before you start growing up and learning about life uh, the book is structured as a set of interconnected vignettes uh, you know each of the excerpts could be a short story by itself and there are these characters that recur uh, if you have read collections of bradbury's work there are chances you may have read some of the stories that are in this collection uh, although these are just you know uh, memories of boyhood there are touches of magic and there is a touch of sadness there is the grandfather figure who passes away um, there is the happiness machine which doesn't quite work as expected and uh, there is there is the atmosphere after all the small town american atmosphere which is the classic which america likes to convey is the real america today you know the swings on the porch the friendly mailman the green lawns the big houses apart from each other the space to play uh, the forest or the woods uh, a, a, a narrow street watching movies in the theater the gentle neighbors who you chat with and everyone generally happy and having a great time and through it all i think uh, the dandelion wine itself which is a kind of citrus wine that includes dandelion flowers in it which uh, douglas's grandfather makes and it's a symbol for you know preserving the memories of 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 happy times uh, for the future to kind of cheer you up when things are down uh, like wine would uh, bradbury treated this book as a kind of writing exercise as well i feel uh, in his introduction he talks of dipping into the past and explaining it and examining it piece by piece little by little and bringing that picture live in his mind again and then setting it down on paper he does that he does that beautifully and uh, a lot of his writing is informed by the past and by nostalgia for a simpler time and in this book particularly it it comes through in full force um uh, he wrote a sequel to this as well uh it's called farewell summer i read it i somehow didn't think it captured uh, the magic as dandelion wine does so if your uh, impression of ray bradbury is uh, you know uh, post apocalyptic science fiction or even uh, scary science fiction or any of the other short stories that you have read uh, you should read this one and if you are a student of writing i think even in his introduction as i said he speaks about mining the past and that's that's a bit of a writing lesson for all of us to develop our writing skill and he alludes to this book i think also in uh, his writing book which is called sen and the art of uh, writing but there is no doubt that uh, bradbury will be remembered as much as for these you know evocative portraits of uh, a bygone era as as for his post apocalyptic and science fiction portraits so uh, you know the the same thing that uh, our first book uh, what's wrong with you karthik does uh, bradbury attempts as well with uh, focus on his era that he wants to bring to light it's as if that era has never gone you read these books you you read uh, karthik and you are taken back to the 90s in bangalore to a time that perhaps never existed in its purest form except in the child of a mind in the mind of a child and uh, dandelion wine in the same way it's, it's the adult reaching out to his inner child and channeling it and bringing it out on paper for others to listen to and find their own child within them it it was a refreshing experience i think to read both these books and dandelion wine i had read before but i could not resist reading it again to prepare for uh, this podcast 
so uh, just to review the, the two books i have uh, spoken about today are uh, what's wrong with you kartik by siddharth vaidyanathan it's published by picador india uh, in 2020 and it's priced at 599 although i'm sure there's a discount uh, at the bookstore or amazon uh, dandelion wine seems to have kind of gone out of print and not too many copies available but you can pick them up at uh, second hand shops or, or as ebooks uh the the copy i have is published by spectra uh in 1957 the date of the writing uh amazon shows it as 553 as paperback and 235 as kindle but i'm sure if you're in bangalore for example blossoms uh, will have it so thank you for listening once again and uh, new folks i hope you will subscribe and uh, follow me i i tweet at ps_nisim I'm always happy to have a conversation there. Please do tell your friends as well about the podcast, and if you have suggestions, I'm happy to hear them. I hope the next episode is not as delayed as this one was. I plan to do these once every two weeks. I apologize. I I fell sick unfortunately and was uh, bedridden for a few days, uh, but I'm back now. So I hope I'll make the next episode on time. But uh, looking forward to hearing from you all about how you like this one. Uh, thanks again for listening in and this is as much fun for me as i hope it is for you all take care and stay safe <laughs>